As we begin to reintegrate into the world post-lockdown, we're confronted with the fact that our lives are not the same as they were before 2020. And with that comes the realization that a lot of us have to relearn, rebuild, and restart. Struggling to do so myself, I wondered how other people are able to rise from the ashes of crumbled moments throughout their lifetime. I'm Rebecca Lee, and this is season two. How the fuck did you bounce back? Savannah. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Honestly, um, I'm so excited to talk to you. I know you through doing a photo shoot with you because your uh, aesthetic is so rad, but so um, unique and like specific to your eye and your vision. And I can't wait to get into that and talk about how you developed that and all of that shit. But <laughs> let's start from... <laughs> the beginning um can you think of a time let me rephrase is there a time in your life that you can think of that you are most proud of in regards to like overcoming an obstacle or like a low point and and bouncing back from it is there one that you're like very proud of yourself for doing wow um i think there's a few i would say i mean i think all of us like the pandemic was really hard for everyone but something that was more like personal i would say would be um like in high school i had a really bad car accident that was really hard um but i was like being that age i feel like you don't even know like what's happening but i got through that and then i feel like i became a better person and then also, like, I moved to New York, which was very challenging, like, so crazy. And then when I, but also right now when I'm moving to LA, I think that's another challenging thing that I'm going through, just, like, moving, reestablishing myself, and dealing with all of the chaos that it happens when you move across the country. I've already done it once, so I'm kind of used to it, but, yeah. Yeah, what happened in your car accident? Like, take, take me through that. Um, so I was 17, I think I was 17 and me and my sister and then two friends, we got in a really bad car accident. It was just really intense. And then, um, after the car accident, my sister was like in a wheelchair, I was driving. So it was like very like emotional for me. And then, yeah, it makes me emotional. But so my mom, my sister and my other friend were like in the hospital for weeks and it was just very intense. Yeah. Did, so did like everyone recover or like, yes, luckily, yes, luckily no one like actually died or anything, which is so lucky that no one did. But yeah, it was a very intense car accident with like helicopters. It was just very intense. So that's terrifying. Um, how yeah. did that like change you like how, what were you like before the accident and then what were you like after the accident because I know you said like it I think you said it like strengthened you um I'm just curious about the difference yeah I think I viewed life as like kind of whatever before that or like very just like okay well I can do whatever I want I was very like reckless as a teenager doing drugs anything I can get my hands on. And I think after that, I made a lot of life changes, which I didn't even think, I don't think it even like stopped affecting me for like a long time. So I think slowly I just changed my view on life and like partying and all of that. So yeah, it, it definitely just, it, it changed my life 
just viewing life as more sacred and like something that you should actually think about. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a very early age, I feel like, to discover that, you know, because like I feel like only recently have I discovered that like with the death of like a friend. And yeah. then I realized like, oh, my God, we're not promised to grow old. Like, yeah, like like people die and are killed like young people. And um, it doesn't make any sense. And so that's sort of shaped me into like trying to live life more fully. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. But, but it sounds like you feel the same way about your um, car accident. Yeah, no. Can you hear my notifications, by the way? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, I'm going to turn them off quick. I want to okay. talk about this. Okay. So do, do you feel like, like, what parts of your personality do you feel like changed? Like, I know you said, like, you kind of, like, honored life more and saw it as a more sacred thing than you did, like, before the yeah. car accident. But, like, what, can you, like, pinpoint any, like, attributes that changed between before and after? Um, I would say I was like on a negative path before that. Mm, okay. Like I was like dabbling in like I have my partner or like boyfriend, I guess at the time was like a heroin addict. Mm. Just like a lot of really negative things happening around me. And then after that, like it just all changed. What where where was this? What city did you grow up in? I grew up in Minnesota in um Minneapolis or I grew up outside of St. Paul. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um and did you guys stay together you and your boyfriend for a while after no that we broke up like soon after the car accident because of that um I would say I was like acting out after that probably a lot just like emotional but yeah I mean we continued to be on and off throughout high school and yeah everything but yeah I just I don't know it was kind of a slow progression because I had to learn lessons like the hard way I would say I had to learn all my lessons the hardest way possible but I'm glad I went through all of that as a kid and not as an adult because I see a lot of people going through that as an adult now. What specifically like do you are you referring like, to? Like oh like relationships with like really toxic like relationships oh. or just like not like you said like just learning to cherish life like that. And I feel like I just got hit in the like face with like this crazy trauma at that age. But yeah, yeah, I I definitely thought of like love differently of like how much your family should mean to you and yeah definitely yeah. a lot how did off. you like manage your emotions during that time or oh like gosh. or after that time I did not I had like yeah. a um manic episode where I was like seeing things it was crazy oh my god yeah. are you like have you been and you don't have to answer this if you don't do have you been like diagnosed with anything or no I actually started because of the car accident I started like abusing like drugs more like mm. Adderall and like stuff like that so like I said, the car accident wasn't like the end all to all the drama. I think it was the start of me like abusing drugs and doing things like that. And then I had to also learn the hard way with having like a manic episode after that. So then I stopped touching drugs as much. I like ever since the, the manic episode, like I would like not really be interested in like that. Kind when of, did when did that happen? Like a few months after the car accident. So, oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, do you are you comfortable like sharing like what happened during that or oh yeah I thought I was totally like the devil was like visiting me it was well I was also so young I didn't know what a manic episode was yeah so I just had no idea and then my mom was like you are are you abusing drugs like when I was 
saying that I was like seeing these like evil things and then she found my Adderall so then she was like oh you're taking a lot of Adderall and you're not sleeping so now you're seeing things so yeah whoa that's big yeah it was really wild actually and like me and my friend went and saw like a priest it was like ridiculous honestly you went to a priest (laughs) yeah it was ridiculous what did he he or she say Oh, like, you know, like, I'm not really, I don't really, like, I'm not about religion or anything. It was, like, a very, like, weird moment in my life. But basically, he made me, like, confess all my sins and all this weird stuff. And then it was still happening, so it didn't work. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's wild. Oh, it was really wild. Turn of events, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that happens, and then you, that's when you're like, okay, I have to stop. Like, well, actually, yeah. And then, yeah, I, yeah, there was a lot of stuff after that, too, like getting arrested. And like, I had to like, go to like, like, yeah, I was like in um, foster care for like a few days. It was like very intense. And then it all stopped. <laughs> okay, wait, can we talk about that? Do you feel comfortable talking about that? Um, yeah, it was just like, I was acting out so much. And then like, the cops like were called on me for like drugs and stuff. And then I went to foster care for like two days, but that is when I really like learned my lesson. And that's the only way I would like learn my lesson, I feel. So. Yeah. So was it that your, whoever you lived with at the time, I think you said your mom. Did you say your mom? Yeah. So the thing is like, sometimes they'll put like a hold on you for like the weekend or something. Like, what, what does so, that mean? I have no idea like, what that means. If you get arrested, like, as a teenager, like, it's kind of, like, out of my mom's. Like, sorry, it's still going off. It's still going off. Oh, my God. I don't know how many texts someone could send, but I think it's going to be done after this. Okay. <laughs> okay, now it's not going to play sound effects anymore. <laughs> okay, cool. I wish I had yeah. any useful information to help with that, but I don't. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I've always, like, thought it was annoying. <laughs> I don't have my... Out. I don't have my um, and I'm probably an idiot for this. I don't have my notifications on on my phone, like the noise. Like, oh yeah, my phone's always on silent, like for call, like because I can't. I don't know what it is, but like I have a thing with like sounds, um, and like they just yeah. like, bother me. Uh, like no, it does bother me. I'm like, no. Yeah, it like sets me off, so I just like don't have them on my phone, and I'm like, I'll get to you when I get to you. <laughs> Whenever I look at my yeah, phone next exactly. is when I'll respond. Um, okay, yeah. so wait, explain to me. Okay, you were saying like, um sometimes you get put on a hold and I don't know what that means okay so like I went in on a Friday or like I got arrested on a Friday for like just a bunch of different like drug related it was like basically drug related and then I wasn't able to be released until Monday because I needed to see the judge so my mom could not even like get me out of there so it was like kind of like a really negative situation because and I was she was also really mad at me like it's not like she like she she was just like okay fine then okay because she's just like whatever my mom didn't have the option to pick you up yeah well she I still don't know like the whole because I was so young that was like because I'm 29 now so that was probably like 13 years ago but or something like that but yeah so I didn't even like it was just very complicated and then I went into that and then after after that situation I truly did change but it took like all three in a row to be like a different person I think yeah are you like a year are you like the type of person who has to like experience the thing to like know or learn or yeah I mean I yeah I think so yeah I mean I would say I wasn't I was just ignorant because I was so young so yeah and then yeah I definitely take 
that all has like shaped me but yeah that's probably the biggest hurdle I've been through I'm like the type that type of person who like I you can tell me not to do something but like unless I do it yeah yeah and realize I'm not supposed to do it like that's the only way that I'll like I don't know if it's like me being stubborn or like or thinking I know more or something but it's like I have to actually like mess up in order to like learn which yes I I had to mess up I still it's it still took me a long time to learn but yeah I had to do it was like three in a row just like trauma 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 and then I finally like kind of woke up a little bit and then yeah what got you into drugs? It sounds like the accident obviously like propelled you further into drugs. But do you remember like why you started with before that? I was always interested in doing drugs. Like I started like smoking when I was like 10 or 11 or mm-hmm. super young. And I just wanted to be in that like part of like, I don't know, like I wanted to be doing drugs. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm so <laughs> interested in like what your their thought process was around that. Um, yeah I don't know I was always interested in drugs always wanted to be like partying I partied a lot in high school and before so I was just always in I just I thought it was like dark and interesting I don't know I was pretty emotional emo (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) yeah but yeah so that my high school was definitely that's when a lot of my trauma happened like in my life I would say is in high school so what yeah. is there anything like anything else that you feel comfortable talking about that happened or is that like um, the, the main stuff I think a lot just around that like with like drugs and like being involved with people that do drugs and like sneaking out and then getting arrested like a ton just like all of that all together mm-hmm. I think just was um definitely most of like the main trauma was probably the accident and then everything surrounding that I think was pretty bad but yeah I moved from Oregon to Minnesota when I was like 12 or 11 or 12 so that's when it all I think I didn't really want to move oh interesting that also set it off I did not want to move my parents got divorced and I moved and I just my sister was I have a sister and she handled handled it really well but I just did not I was like I do not want to move I don't want to move to a new like state and yeah I was just really reckless teenager (laughs) <laughs> do you feel like it had to do with the divorce at all? Did like that play into it? Yeah, for sure. I was definitely really upset by the divorce. And then, yeah, I was definitely upset by the divorce. My dad like was kind of neglectful. I still don't really talk to him. So I think everything went really bad. But then I feel like as as I got older, I'm I was able to like, do what I want in life because I wasn't really afraid of things as much because it just all went bad (laughs) so yeah Yeah. um (laughs) it sounds like and correct me if I'm wrong what it sounds like to me is that like you were impacted by like the divorce and the move and you like didn't have the skills to like cope with that or like to manage your emotions at that time because like you're young and like of course that's something that we learn um I relate to that so much I'm still learning how to cope with, with shit. Um, Me too, yeah. Did, okay, so you, okay, so car accident, uh, all that stuff, uh, foster care, you get out of those two yeah. days. Do you end up finishing high school or what's what happens next? So I actually cleaned up my act like com- completely after that because I was like so, I grew up in a white, like middle class family. Like 
I was so unaware of society. Like my mom would try to teach me, but I was like not really aware. I think I learned so much in even those few days in foster care and like have such a, had such a different view on the world. Like, whoa, like I need to like get my shit together. Like I'm so like lucky and privileged. Like look at me sitting here, even at that age, I was like, wow, I need to get my shit together. So I got my shit together like pretty much after that. I still partied a lot, but I had more control um, over that. And I left that boyfriend and really just cleaned up my act a lot. I still had issues with drinking and things like that, but just really cleaned everything up pretty much after that. Yeah. So you finished, so you did finish? Yeah. Oh yeah. I did finish high school. I got good grades after that. I, before that I would like fail classes, skip class. I didn't do that anymore. It really changed me. Just, I wanted to be successful in life. It really like freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. It it sounds like you had to like see, yeah. Like you had to see how privileged and lucky you were compared to like the rest of the world to like check yourself. If, if exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, not everybody gets the opportunity to do that. You know, like, even if it's like moving, like even if it's like moving cities or whatever, like not everybody gets the chance to do that. Some people like stay in the same hometown, hometown they grow up and that's where they live the rest of their life. And then it's like, you don't, you don't have another perspective on anything because this is all, you know, and it's like not always their fault. Right. It's like, it's, it's expensive to fucking move. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. Like every time I moved, it's like start from the bottom kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Save yeah. money to move and then you start over so yeah okay so what happened after high school what what did you do next? um I went to college I went to art school okay so how when did you know you wanted to be a photographer at that point pretty much at that point because I was like I need to figure out what I want to do I've always been like an artist so I started to do like AP classes with drawing and painting and photography came a little bit later but so I, I was mostly into drawing and painting and then I applied to art school and then I got into Minneapolis College of Art and Design and then I went to art school um, where I discovered photography um, pretty much right away. I had already had an interest in it, but yeah, so. Um, that, yeah, that's rad. What was art school like? It was really good, actually. Um, I love, I loved the whole experience I think it was yeah I art school was pretty chill like it was it was fun there wasn't anything that crazy going on I mean there wasn't that many kids at the school so it wasn't anything crazy but yeah I had really good friends we partied but it wasn't anything crazy and then yeah I decided I want to move to New York after college so okay so then what was that transition like because I know you mentioned earlier that that was another um challenge for you is moving yeah yeah it was just really eye-opening and how much you have to like work to be a photographer that it's just so much energy and so much work so I was already mentally prepared and like you know you have a lot of people in here being like you can't be a photographer you know it's so hard there's so many people that want to do that but my mom was really supportive and my family so I always had like they always wanted me to be an artist so yeah it just was really you know I made like no money at first and just trying to like make a name for myself and yeah it was just a really big struggle just like learning a whole new lifestyle because New York is just so intense so yeah that's that's cool that your mom supported you and being an artist because they know like a lot of times when I have artists on um parents are like that's not a career like you can't make money doing that and um 
And that's definitely a challenge when you have parents that are like that or people um, in your family that are like that. What did you have to have when you moved to New York? Did you have to have a second job or like how did you make money at that time? Um, I moved to New York and I um, interned right away for Refinery29 because I knew someone that worked there from college. So I did that. And then I interned at Milk Studios, which didn't pay at all, but Refinery did pay some. So I was able to kind of pay for my room. I had a room for like $800 in like Bushwick and Mm. lived there um, for a while. And then I started retouching. I got a retouching job just to be like side money while I pursue photography. So yeah, it was just like, um, it was pretty slow transition into making money and just being a photographer. So I had to do side jobs, like assisting people or retouching or I wanted to work in a magazine but it just wasn't really possible while doing photography so yeah yeah at least you're, it sounds like you're, all your side jobs were like related to the yeah. arts in some way which is very cool and like I like mine weren't you know yeah no I was really lucky I like I just like all I focused on is photography pretty much 150 percent of the time so I was just like up all night trying to be like a photographer yeah. <laughs> yeah um what was there ever a time during that move or that transition or even I mean at any point that you felt like oh I can't do this like I can't be a photographer there's no way I can make a living on this like did you ever feel like it wasn't yeah. the right path for you or like it, you wanted it to be but like you couldn't make it happen um yeah I I feel like that it's like it happens still even like sometimes I'll just be like oh like I don't think I can do this anymore it's too hard or like I'll be like oh like people aren't booking me or like some you know like slow season will come and then I'll be like so it is on and off that I'm like imposter syndrome like like wow can I even do this and then like I cry about it and then I get over it and then I keep going yeah it's the same way for like acting and writing too it's like you don't know when your next job is and it's like well I chose this lifestyle like I chose a lifestyle in which like I don't know when my next job is yeah I Um, yeah right now I only have a few jobs and I'm just like okay like that's chill for now (laughs) yeah 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 totally um so like what do you do in those moments where you feel like I mean you said like you cry when you feel like um you don't know what the next step is or you don't know where you're getting money next. Is there anything you else that you do to soothe yourself in those moments? Like practical things, obviously like indulging oh, yeah. in your emotion is like amazing and feels really good and is really healthy. Is there anything else that you do? Um, I will like kind of use my resources and do a project, like start like a, like I'll reach out to magazines that I know and do a project um, for fun or, Cause I always, I'd normally do a project for fun, like once a month, like a passion project, which I've learned actually just helps me feel motivated if I'm not, if I don't have other things going on. Um, and then I, I do other things like on a daily basis to like calm my mind as a freelancer. I feel like I prioritize like every morning, like I need to like do exercise or do something that like gets my anxiety out of me because I feel like being freelance is just very anxiety provoking so you kind of have to just every day do routines to kind of yeah like, 
So you feel like, like having a routine and having a structure to your day as a freelance artist is helpful in managing your anxiety. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I have the same routine every day. So wait, walk me through it. (laughs) This this could be helpful to me. Well, of course it will be helpful to me, but people listening to you. So five, like I work like our capitalist society does suck, but I do work like I try to work nine to five. So well, I normally start work at like 11 though. But so I wake up, I either go on a walk, a hike or something with my dog. Um, I make breakfast after that. And then I'll do emails and then I'll edit or shoot for the rest of the day. Normally I would try to work like eight hours a day. I'll do like, if I don't have anything to edit, which I never, I normally have something to edit like all the time. But if I don't, then I'll just, I also send out emails to people like to book jobs um yeah I just kind of work like I work an office job if I'm not shooting so yeah which is like I need to be more like that it's but it's not I feel like it's really hard for me to create that structure when it's not um built into like a job or whatever yeah I mean it really is hard I only I started doing that because um I was like I really want to be working normal hours it will make me feel better because I, I would used to just wake up at like noon and like just do whatever but yeah I, just, I like mentally was like okay you actually like aren't getting out of bed so you need to right do something do you ever feel like unmotivated to do like to have your day um I make it easy enough where I can pretty much do it but if if I feel like I don't want to do it then I'll just like take a mental health day and then just do whatever I want yeah yeah yeah. I think that's important to you is like being yeah. easy on ourselves when we're having a mental health day and not like yeah. beating the shit out of ourselves for like taking space to just be alone. Yeah. Yeah. I take like mental health weeks sometimes. And like if my clients are like upset, then I'm just like, sorry. I'm honest with people too. I'm like, I'm just like going through it. I need like, give me a week. Like I just need. To, yeah. Have you had clients get upset over that before? Oh my gosh, all the time. Wait, editing. really? Yes, all the time. I get messages every day about editing. But it takes me like a month to edit stuff because I'm very like backed up. So it'll take me a while to edit stuff. So, but normally people are very kind, but sometimes people will be like, I need this, blah, blah, blah. Like if they're in a bad mood or something, but I'm really used to it by now. So I just, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I just you know, I try my best. I'm only one person and I only do it all by myself. So yeah. Does that affect you when people, I know you said you do your best, but like, does it affect you when people are assholes like that? Um, yes, I've had, it doesn't happen that often where people are assholes. It only happens once in a while. I mean, but it affects me for like weeks. So I need to work on that because sometimes people will just be so like, I don't know. I've had like really mean clients before. So yeah. Yeah. Does it like make you, I'll speak for myself when that, when something like that happens to me, it makes me question and I need to get better at this. It makes me question like my self-worth and my worth as an artist. I'm like, Oh "Oh, shit. Like (laughs) this person doesn't like what I'm, what I do. Am I even good? Does that mean like I'm bad at what I do? Do you ever feel like that? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like it's at, last week I had like a crazy situation and I was like, I suck. Like I'm so bad. Like at my job, like I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And then I get all like in my head about it, but then I get over it as time goes on. Cause time really is the only healer of those kind oh, of things. That is so true. It, time yeah. really is the only healer. And just like 
knowing that like, oh, I've felt this way before and I've gotten over it, you know, like to have like little data points that prove to myself like, oh, no, you are good and you will get over this. Um, Yeah, man, it's really hard as an artist. At least that's. Yeah, I I appreciate hearing your opinion, too, because like, yeah, I mean, sometimes because we're it's so digital everything now so you're just like in this digital vortex of like opinion. oh yeah and it helps to get a real opinion when another artist yeah oh yeah I feel like that all the time I felt like this the other day I was like I saw something that I was in and I was like so I'm bad so this means I'm bad but I was like <laughs> but, but you're like, but you know you're not kind of yeah you like <laughs> no you're not but then I'm like but I am and then I'm like no there's so much that especially with acting I mean with any art but like with acting specifically it's like you once you do your job on set you're that's it like you don't have control over yeah, the, edit, the edits they it. choose or yeah. like anything it's just like you just leave it there and it's that's what's is scary and that's why I've started directing yeah. because I'm just like I would like to have control over this because I don't trust you guys <laughs> no yeah actually like I always I'm so empathetic towards the models about that because yeah, I was like, I let them choose their photos. I used to be like a person that was like, oh, I'll choose them. But no, because I actually have so much empathy towards like models, actors, actresses, all everyone, because honestly, it is kind of scary to have someone in control of your image. So yeah, yeah. totally. Um, have you, what, uh, have you found that social media has been helpful for you, both like your profession, but also like you personally, or has it like hindered you in some way? Uh, I, I think it's helped me for the most part. Um, I have a positive, I think it's pretty positive. My relationship with social media, I can compare sometimes, I guess, like anyone else, but it's not too bad. I am not excited about like TikTok really, but I'm trying my best to be excited about it, but I'm also not forcing it because I'm more, I'm more interested in Instagram as a photographer. So it's just, I like photos and not videos as much. So I'm trying to get used to that. But overall, I think my relationship is pretty positive with social media. Um, I know it can be really, really, really terrible. Honestly, if I, if I was a model or something like where my face was out there, I would have a way different relationship with social media, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty positive. I would say, I mean, I think it's dumb still like so many aspects, (laughs) but yeah, see, I, well, uh, two things. I have so many questions for you. Um, (laughs) do you, I've seen some photographers like post about, um, getting mad at Instagram for like doing like stuff with reels and not doing stuff with photos. And I don't really know what that means because again, I'm not a tech savvy person. Like what, what is that? Has that affected you at all? Oh, for sure. That affected my engagement a lot. Um, Yeah. What is it? Explain it to me if you know, because I don't. (laughs) Yeah. They push reels and not photo content anymore. So you kind of have to like be posting videos all the time. But I kind of just ignore it because I'm not going to start posting video. I just don't care because I'm a photographer. So, I mean, sometimes I'll post a video of my work, but I just think it's kind of a waste. So it does affect my engagement, though. Like, it's definitely lower. I get way less likes now. I get less impressions. But at the same time, I'm just going to keep pushing past it because I'm sure they'll change it because I think people are really mad about it. So hopefully they can. I, I mean, saw a difference lately. I think they've kind of changed it. So. Oh wait, they did. It seems like they did on my posts. Yeah, that's good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've seen photographers be like, this is a fucking photo platform and you're like pushing reels and it's like affecting yeah. my art and my career. People are always going to want still photos, even if it's like a painting or a drawing or the model's going to want still photos of themselves. So like you can't really get rid of still photos. It's just not like you're still going to want a still photo of yourself to hang up in your house. Like, right. You know what I mean? When you're old and like you're just like, yeah, that was me. So do you feel like um, that the. I don't want to say ease because it's not ease. It's the, what I'm trying to say is like now that everybody has a phone and takes selfies and photos of themselves and there are so many like editing apps, has that affected your job at all or your view on this art at all? Or like, has, is that not something at all that crosses your mind? Uh, it doesn't cross my mind that much, but I think it does affect it for sure. But um, I think it affects it in certain ways where people try to negotiate with me a lot more, probably. Really? Uh, my prices, people always try to negotiate them or they want to edit them themselves, which honestly, I kind of let people do that. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of it, but I don't really make an argument about it anymore. Right. Um, and people will be like, oh, well, I can just take them myself or something. Yeah. People uh, definitely do that, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, okay, whatever. Because if someone books me, they're gonna want the art of my work. If they just want to look cute, then fine, do it yourself. That's the thing <laughs> about like your photography specifically is that it's so it's like such a specific look and feel and like texture and um, like color palette, like all of the things that it's like cannot be recreated like it's so no i don't think no <laughs> you, you can't, can't it's like you can't do it so um like i don't know I exactly think- so i'm glad i've made that for myself because yeah i don't think people can really recreate it it's a lot of my editing process is so long like you'd have to like really learn it so right yeah and How- i make my filters and stuff so wait say that again i make my filters myself and i really like put a lot into the filters and a lot of weird tricks I do with lighting that you kind of would know that it's basically I make things that are bad things to do with lighting look good. So you'd have to like break the rule to make it look like that. How did you, how did you come up with that? Um, because I don't know, because I always wanted things to look really rough or like more, I don't know, to have a texture and you kind of have to like do certain things. It's kind of looks like film when you like mess up film almost. Yeah. Yeah, I. If anybody has the opportunity to shoot with you, they should because oh, it, thank you. it was one. It was so fun. It was yeah. also like so chill and easy and such a um, such a comfortable environment. Like I felt very comfortable to like try things. Um, and yeah, it was so fun. And I love our photos too. So I fucking love. I love they're them. like they're like my favorite photo. I'm, I have to book another shoot with you once I get yeah. another once I get another idea. Um, yeah. Because they were, and the fucking result is unreal. And like, there's nothing that's the same as that. Like, you can't recreate it. You thank you so much. That makes me feel really good, actually. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, (laughs) your stuff is incredible. It's very inspiring for me, too. Like, it's just so good. Um, I know you mentioned like negotiating stuff with like prices. Have you had to learn how to set boundaries with clients or models or? 
is boundary setting something that you've always been good at? Um, oh my gosh. I, I'm still, I'm not very good at it. I would say me, I'm not either. <laughs> so I'll like let someone talk me into something and then I will regret it. So I actually stick to my rates for the most part now and I'll put like deals out so you can book the deals if you see them. But yeah, so I'm trying to stick to my rates, even if it means that I don't get booked as much lately, which is a new thing for me. I'll like, I actually, if I stick to them and don't lower it for people when they ask, then I probably won't get booked as much, but obviously I'll make more money when I do work. So it is really hard. I was going to say, has that been challenging for you to like stick to your guns on, on that? Um, yes and no, because I need to do it and it's a good time to do it because I just moved here and just really stick to it. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's a good time to do it, but it is hard because I'm going to probably go through a phase when I'll probably make a little less money, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of going back a little bit to like the routine thing, but do you have a separate space where you work versus where you live or do you do it all in one space? Um, so I have a studio that I rent out month to month and I do all my shooting there. But I like to edit at home on my days off. So I normally just, I have like a desk. I normally move around my apartment really and edit. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, how, maybe I'm just trying to figure this out for me. I'm like, <laughs> how can I create an environment that is inviting for me to work in nine to five and isn't like enticing me to go do something else? So I'm oh. like, well, if I had somewhere to go, like an office, like that would be helpful. But I'm like, oh. But like, then that's more money. And then it's like, well, how do I create that environment within one house? It doesn't actually work for me. I used to try to do that, but. Oh, really? Yeah. I just actually like edit like as lazy as it can be. And then I feel good about it. Like I'll literally like sit on my couch and edit. So yeah, I just like chill when I edit or work from my computer. I, I just wanted to be comfortable and like feel like I, it's a day off, but it's not. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Um, so I'm, I used to try to do that though, and it would make me discouraged and I wouldn't go. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. All right. Well, maybe then I'm not missing out. (laughs) I mean, actually a lot of people need to do that though, but yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I like, I have a desk and like a separate space for the desk and everything, but it's still not working. So (laughs) I don't know. I got to figure something else out. Um, what is like one of the biggest challenges that you are experiencing? Like today maybe not like today today but like in your life right now um definitely moving here starting um my business here because though I worked here a lot I'm still basically starting over so just like meeting people working here um spending a lot of money on moving here like I think a lot of financial things probably for now um, and then luckily I have friends here that I am like close with, but even when I first moved here a few months ago, making friends. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of challenges. I would say my life is like going through a challenging section right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're like going through a, a big life change with the yeah. move. Like, like, yeah, it's like, I think it's one of like the top three most traumatic events or something. Yeah. It's- my mom is a therapist and she told me that. So. Oh, oh, is it? yeah like top three or top five or something yeah she told me that's like one of the first questions that she asks patients if they've moved lately yeah um because it's like how do you make friends as an adult 
you know, it's like, not like you're in class and like can meet people that way. Yeah. I usually meet people. Um, my best friend from high school lives here. So luckily I have her. Um, and then I just meet people. I, I have a neighbor in my building that I'm friends with now. Um, Luckily, through shoots, I make a lot of friends. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, and then, cause, yeah, because you're like, it's like like-minded people in the same space. Like when you're shooting. yeah, yeah, and people from Minnesota actually. A lot of people live here from when I was really social in college, so I can kind of hang out with them now. Yeah, what do you do with like financial worries? How do you like manage that? Um, I set a budget for myself, and then I really like stick to it. And then, ooh, I want to know about this. Okay, how do you do that? So I, I only put a certain amount of my, um, basically my checking account for rent and everything. And I put like a limit on it and then I just really stick to it. And I don't really, I'm not that materialistic, so it's fine. But yeah, I just do it for a few months and then I can feel stable and spend again. Yeah. So like you put, I only put like enough that I can spend in a month in that account and then that's really smart and then you just put the rest in like savings or whatever yeah if I have left over the end of the month then um I'll kind of like see how much more I need and kind of look at how much I made this month I always try to make a certain amount minimum just to pay for like the basic things and then yeah yeah have you always done budgeting like that Oh no. In New York, I didn't budget at all. I just spend whatever I want. Just like, yeah, I, I need to be better. I need to do that. I need to do what you're doing right now. I only, I only did this when I first moved to New York and now I'm doing it again, but. Oh, okay. 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 I was going to say, when did you start doing it? But you started doing it in New York. Yeah. It's just when I know I've spent like a lot of money because I bought a car too. So I'm just like, I have a lot of expenses right now. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, what, is what do you consider one of your strongest personality traits or personal traits? Hmm. I would say I can understand and read people pretty well and kind of like see their needs and like see what they would want. I think that's from my job and kind of like help them. So maybe that's empathy maybe or something like that. Um, and then I would say just basically being courageous and adventurous and just moving through life very like freely, I would say. What do you attribute that to you? Like being able to move through life freely without like having anxiety hinder you? Um, I uh, basically just work on my anxiety. <laughs> okay. How do you do that? therapy and walks and my dog and my cat and yeah basically just like my comfort zone activities yeah have you how long have you been going to therapy for a while or is it a new thing yeah I've gone to therapy on and off since I was a kid so um but this therapist she actually just act, like quit well she had to quit like the app I was doing because I do better help mm-hmm I have to find a new one now, but I might just take a tiny break. But yeah, so I saw her for like over a year, two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I go in and out of therapy. I I always like, it helps me a lot. Me too. I mean, I, my thing is I've been going to the same therapist for like five years. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've been going every week since like 2015, but I've only had two different therapists since 2015. And this one that I'm with now, I've been with for like five years. And I'm currently like, I think I might be too comfortable 
with this therapist. Like I'm starting to be like, I hope she's proud of me, which is like, that's oh. not good. Like <laughs> starting to like put parental traits onto my therapist. So I'm like, like is she proud of me? Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, this, this feels not right. I, Cause I like, I don't want to like hold things back from her. So I'm just like, Oh, maybe it's time for me to find a new therapist. Yes. I think I needed to do that too, because I, was getting like very comfortable yeah, with my therapist. Really? Okay. So I'm not yeah. alone in feeling like this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though, because I, I don't think, yeah, I, I started to be like, okay, like I know what she's going to say now. So it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel the same way or I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, she's bored. I say the same thing every, I talk about the same thing every time I come in here for like months. And yeah. like, I'm sure she's like, okay, Rebecca, this is, you need to move on. Yes. Yeah. No, I do the same thing. Yeah. I think she kind of likes to listen to my drama too, but. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you like better? What is it? Better help? Better help? Yeah. I, I really love it. It's so easy. What's it called? Better help. Okay. And it's just an app. And do you like, do you like zoom stuff or is it texting stuff? Um, I do both like FaceTime and texting. And I think they have like a sliding scale with how much you have to pay so oh cool that's right yeah. I'm writing that down yeah okay. and I'm really bad at my health insurance situation being a freelancer so it's easier for me to just pay yeah because like, I would totally. have to pay for health insurance and then I never use the doctors and then it's just like so ridiculous so yeah I should probably get health insurance but yeah but it's like freaking <laughs> nobody can afford anything it's so expensive I nope. literally gave up on paying it because I was like this is I don't even use the resources from this I don't yeah it's so expensive. It's a difficult process to even yep. like go through. Um, and yeah. mostly it's so expensive. I don't, yeah. our country's so fucked when it I comes know, to it. healthcare, capitalism. I could go on and on I know. and I on. Just, I am really mad at it. So I just, I'm like, okay, whatever. If I get sick or I go to get a physical, I'll just pay for it. Like I just paid for it's it. Probably it's probably cheaper that way. It's literally cheaper that way because the rest I'm paying $400 a month or something like that. So yeah. it's just like, whatever. Yeah. What do you ever feel like, are you ever like, fuck this world, fuck the world. It's so hard right now. Like yeah. I hate it. And no, yeah. I am like that. Like all, pretty much every day. Yeah. I'm like that too. <laughs> and I'm like, how does anybody function? How is anybody like doing this right now? I, I truly don't think people are functioning that well. I notice a way big difference um, and people from having the business that I have, like, I noticed that people like really like will pay deposits and like never message me again or, um, a lot or they, really? or they will message me and like plan something and then never message me again. Like people are really, and this is like a newer thing. Like they're really not doing well. I think people, why do you I, think, why do you think that, why do you think they like put a deposit down and they don't follow through? Just be feeling discouraged or like, I think people are kind of sad. I can just notice it, but yeah. 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 I like am currently like, I don't know how anybody's functioning in the world. I don't know how to no, like, feel aren't. good about anything really. And like, I guess I can kind of channel it into art a little bit. Are you like able to do that at all? Yeah. I think I'm able to be throughout anything. I'm still able to be an artist, which I'm so lucky that I'm, I'm pretty much always motivated to do it, but it's because it's like my, I don't know. It just feels like it, it needs to happen every day. So it's just, I'm lucky that I'm motivated by my artwork and I do create for like to get things out or like 
even if I hate my life, I'll still go and shoot, even if I don't want to go. So, yeah, because I know it'll make me feel better because if I then I'll be inspired by my photos and then I'll be feel better. But it took a long time to get like that. I think. Yeah, I think there's waves of everything. And I think right now it's really sad. Like the world is really messed up and hopefully we get through it. But yeah, it's just, ever since the pandemic, it's just been a spiral, I think, for everyone. Right? Like, I feel like we thought being in the pandemic, like in isolation, like during 2020 was bad. I'm I think it's now, yeah. I think it's worse now. Like going back into the world is way harder for me. It's really hard. I mean, I noticed way, a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. Including um, myself. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Even like socializing, I'm like introverted now more. And yeah. Totally. Me too. Um, <laughs> do you ever have days where you're like, I'm kind of already touched on this, but where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay rent this month or like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to support myself. Um, not lately. I mean, not, 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 not lately, but I'm saying that I worked really hard the past year to save up to move here. So not right, right. now, but um, I hope that doesn't happen. And like, I'm so lucky that I have a family that's supportive and can actually help me if I needed help. And that's, yeah. that is I'm never gonna like, I cherish that so much. So I don't think I'd ever be in that position, which is literally so lucky, like crazy to think about, but yeah, I can probably end up supporting myself through other means if I need to but yeah but that's such again it's such an incredible thing like that just speaks to like your artistry and your like dedication and hard work um yeah I mean yeah but I'm not gonna pretend that I don't have like a family that'll like help me so it's just like I'm always like aware of that and that's something that in order for me to even navigate the world like that is something I need to remember every day when I'm being a brat or I'm being ungrateful like that is something that I have so yeah yeah um okay well as we wrap up I wanted to ask one more thing if you could give advice to your younger self about the world or about overcoming challenges or about bouncing back from hard times like do you have a piece of advice that you would give um basically that patience is probably the key to everything just being patient and letting time pass is so important and like yeah I think I really as a younger person was not patient and had and thought everything was just going to happen right now but yeah patience is so important and I would definitely tell myself as a younger person to be patient and enjoy what's happening right now and live through it and you'll get to the end of it if you're putting in the work it will happen there might be obstacles in the way but it'll happen I yeah. love that. Well, thank you thank so much for your time. You. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, it's been wonderful. It was really and fun to talk to you. It's really fun talking to you. And thank you for the art that you make because, thank like you. I said, there's nothing like it. It's so cool. Thank it's you. rad. If anybody can shoot with Vanna, absolutely do it. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, I want to hear more about your life too. So thank you for asking me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back with guest Savannah Rudy. You can find her on Instagram. Her handle is Savannah R. Rudy. She has all sorts of amazing art on there. Um, She's such a talented photographer, so definitely go to her page and check it out. And let's do a little recap of the episode, shall we? Okay. 
So some of the things that stood out to me, um, the first one being that life is precious. She talked about getting in a car accident and how that completely changed the person that she was, how that put her into the foster care system for a few days, and it just changed her perspective, and she realized how privileged and lucky she was. Um, And that ultimately got her to stop doing drugs, which is to say that sometimes it takes a life-altering event to help you to realize that you do need to change and that you want to change and be the best version of yourself for yourself and for the world around you. Um, Also, don't underestimate the benefits of a passion project, especially in those moments where you feel low or down. Really invest in yourself and your creativity and do something that you love just for the sake of doing it. She also talked about finding a routine to help manage your anxiety. Um, and I think this is especially true for those of us that are self-employed or work from home because it's so easy just to wake up when we want, start work when we want, end work when we want. And being able to set those boundaries for herself has been really helpful for her anxiety and her mental health. And I need to figure out how I can incorporate that into my life. She also talked about taking a mental health day when she needs it, which is really important. Also learning how to set boundaries and practicing sticking with those boundaries. Boundaries don't come easy to everyone. They certainly don't come easy to me. Um, So it it does require more practice for some people than others, um, but don't let that discourage you. Another thing that stood out to me was talking about um, when facing a challenge, realizing that you've already gone through something similar to that before. And ultimately, deep down knowing like, oh, I've done that once or twice or three times. I can do it again. Going hand in hand in that, it's realizing what is in your control and what is out of your control and really sitting with that and being able to differentiate between the two. Because if you are trying to change something that is not in your control, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Something that was like stood out to me, maybe it's very simple to you guys, but for me, I was like, oh yeah, that's something I need to do is setting a budget for yourself. Um, For her, she puts only the amount of money into her checking account that she has budgeted for that month. And then everything else goes into savings, which seems to me like a very easy, manageable thing to do to help you stay on track with your budget. She also mentioned the BetterHelp app for um, therapy, texting, Zoom therapy, all of that. And she said it's like an honest lighting scale. So that's really affordable. So if you're looking for a therapist or some type of mental health resource, check out BetterHelp. It's an app. And then we talked about just the world being really hard right now. I mean, especially I can only speak for myself, right? Since COVID, it's just been fucking hard. And... If you feel like you're struggling right now too, realize that a lot of people are feeling the same way that you are right now. Not to like negate that that's the way you feel or negate your feelings at all or be like, oh, everyone's feeling that way. I don't want you to sound like that. I just don't want you to feel alone in your struggle if you are struggling right now. Um... Also, try to channel your feelings into something, anything, whether that's your art or moving your body in a way that feels pleasurable to you or volunteering, anything. Just try to um, throw yourself into something that makes you feel good. And then the last thing, when I asked her if, if she could tell her younger self something, what would it be? She said that patience is key and to try to enjoy what's happening in the moment and realize that the thing that you want will come. You just have to be patient. 
Again, thanks for listening to this episode. New episodes every Thursday.